Hey guys, welcome to 699 per pound, where we usually talk about careers, culture, and community, but we have specifically shifted our focus to the very real impact of COVID 19 on Asians in this country and around the world. So, we're going to bring you perspectives of Asians in different professions and places to give you a personal look at how this virus has been changing our everyday lives. Uh, before we get started, thank you to all of our fans and listeners that continue to support us. Please subscribe to our future COVID 19 related episodes called Last Call. Make sure you let your Zoom call know about $6.99 per pound. I've been personally slacking everybody, all the Asian networks about our podcast, and the feedback has been great so far. And lastly, you can now support us by buying me and Jakey a $3 coffee. What a deal! At kopi.com at $6.99 per pound. So it's ko-fi.com slash $6.99 per pound. But you can also still set up a monthly donation at anchor.fm slash $6.99 per pound slash support. I'm sure you can Google all this. We'll put it in the description. But、um, just for good measure,、uh, this episode, we're really, really excited. We have our first、uh, return guest, Jay Key. Do you want to introduce him? Yeah, yeah, for sure. 1000%.、Uh, we have、uh, our friend Ryan Chow.、Um, he was one of our earlier guests when we、um, kicked off the podcast, I think already like two years ago, if I'm not mistaken.、Um, oh my Ryan, he's a, a fitness and a physical guru. Uh, he actually trained me for about like a month as well. He was trying to、um, strengthen my,、um, I would say, like my shoulders. And、uh, he was like teaching me all these different techniques and putting me into work.、Um, he actually taught me the Turkish get up, which、uh, my girl enjoys watching me do in my <laughs> boxers in the crib. Um, oh, can you describe、yeah. the movements?、JP? So you're basically like laying down on the floor、um, and you're like, You're, you, you have your hands up and you're,、um, you're, you're just like pushing yourself to get up without like with very minimal uh, uh, movements, with,、uh, you know, with very minimal support on your, on your other hands. It's, it's a little hard to describe.、Um, if, you're not like a, if you're not like a dude with a super hot bod、um, doing this <laughs> half naked in the crib, it definitely <laughs> might stir up some chuckles. But、uh, yeah, like he also taught me.、Um, Uh, you know, how to, how to use the,、uh, uh, the, the kettlebells and all of that, you know what I mean? A lot of、uh, pelvic, pelvic thrust, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So on and so forth, man. But I think, you know. Wow, you're a welcome if, world. Nah, for sure, for sure. So,、um, especially,、uh, you know, you're welcome to my lady, you know what I'm saying?、Um, she she thoroughly enjoys seeing me do that at the crib. <laughs> But、uh, I think. I think, if,、uh, I think one thing that Ryan taught us、uh, that kind of still stays in my memory、um, last time he was on our podcast was that、uh, a lot of the personal trainers that you have at the gym, they're not certified in any shape or form. You know what I'm saying? And it really kind of、um, blew our minds that, yo, a lot of these guys that is teaching people how to use weights and supposed to train them doesn't really have. You know, any sort of real certification.、Um, and, you know, he kind of really demystified the whole gym、mm-hmm. world.、Um, but with that said, with, you know, we're, we're living in a different world right now. 
um, literally. Uh, mm -hmm. it, it'd be interesting to see how um, our interactions in gym or any sort of public spaces are going to change after this whole madness is over. Uh, with that said, man, that's why we have Ryan here so he could tell us a little bit about how he's uh, dealing with this crisis and um, any tips that he could give us. So please welcome yes. Ryan. Welcome, welcome, Ryan. Welcome back. What's going on, guys, man? I'm super honored that I didn't realize I was the first return guest. So that's super exciting, man. That's uh, that's super cool. But, uh, you know, right now it's a messed up time. So I'm glad mm -hmm. you guys are helping your audience kind of uh, try to cope with this whole situation. Yeah, for sure. And we are trying to tackle, you know, the impact of this in various ways. And fitness has definitely been something on people's mind lately. Um, so everyone follow Ryan on Instagram because he has workouts. Um, and, and you can get a deeper look at what Jakey's talking about <laughs> visually. Um, for sure. But yes. Um, so and performed and by somebody who looks uh, who looks better physically. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's not it's yeah, not me. A man it's not me. Ryan, sure. It's not me and a and a boxer. You know what I'm saying? So uh, uh, JK, you gotta send me videos. I gotta. Uh, I, can, I don't I know. It might be a little. It might, it might be a little pornographic, man. But uh, <laughs> we, we, you know, we'll talk about that. That's oh my god world, that's the world we live in now though that's what we got to do exactly sure. it's like expectations versus reality that that would be good content for instagram actually <laughs> but nah. um just to kind of reintroduce you to um jk did a really great job but it's been a long time since we've talked to you um so we want to make something very clear so ryan's not a physical therapist or a fitness trainer but he is a physiotherapist therapist with his own practice um in layman's terms could you explain to our listeners what that exactly means and what you do yeah and explain sure. the difference for sure you know a physical therapist is usually looking at people who are injured or who have uh uh, pain uh, or they're kind of getting back to something they want to do and then personal trainers are usually just trying to get you fit and uh, I did personal training for 10 years that's uh, what I was doing before I became a physical therapist and I got my graduate degree in physical therapy um, on the weekends so I studied uh, for three and a half years on top of undergrad so so basically i'm doing uh rehab i'm doing fitness but i'm also doing performance training so after i graduated i started basically chasing around the best uh, specialists in the entire world and and learning directly from them so we're, we basically are, are going to give you um a unique blend of performance training, fitness training, and, and, and rehab, and we're connecting all the dots for everybody. So it's like a one-stop shop. And uh, since I last saw you guys, since, since we last spoke, I started mm -hmm. my own uh, brand uh, called Reload Physical Therapy. And Ooh. yeah, and we've grown. I've got, I got a team of five people with me now. So we have a, a group of strength and conditioning coaches and, and physical therapists, and we're trying to raise the bar. So so basically, you know, uh, we're, we're trying to raise the standard in both healthcare and fitness training and performance training. That's awesome to hear that like you've been able to like really take all of that and start your own practice. So can you give us like an examples of like your most common clients? Oh, yeah. I mean, 
From a rehab and injury standpoint, most people come to me, they have like neck pain, back pain, uh, their knees hurt when they're, when they're doing some sort of sport like running or tennis or whatever. But we really specialize in working with people who have failed at other places. So uh, every physical therapist now is a, holds a doctoral degree, so they're all uh, clinical doctors. And, but you, even with that said, a lot of people still fail in traditional PT. So I see a lot of people like that and I get them back to a place where they're not just trying to get over pain, but uh, where they're trying to uh, run faster, jump higher, hit the ball harder, that kind of thing. So um, yeah, a typical client is, is comes to me because they have pain, but then they leave or they stay to, to get more fit, to get stronger. Mm. Oh, that's cool. Um, and before we jump into like the next question, just one more thing I wanted to know, like, so have you been kind of doing it all by video call, like your current clients kind of transitioning what you would do in person and trying your best to do it on um, virtually? Yeah, for sure. Uh, we've had to, it's, we've had to pivot and just go into telehealth, but uh, because we're used to, to, to doing stuff where we believe in, in the phrase guiding by the side. So we, we think of ourselves as Alfred instead of Batman. We're not like the superheroes We're we're, mm-hmm. co- <laughs> we're, we're coaching people from the side. So, yeah. uh, so being able to do things through telehealth is actually a blessing, but it's something we're really prepared for. Cause unlike, uh, other physical therapists, we're not relying on our hands-on techniques or machines or modalities. It's really through, uh, smart coaching, uh, and kind of like guiding people. Mm. Mm. Word, word. Nah, that, that all sounds, um, I mean, for first and foremost, congratulations, man. I had no idea that, uh, you, I mean, you, you've been telling me about doing something of your own for a while. Um, so that glad to hear that, uh, you were able to, uh, get us started, man. Yeah, man. I think, I think, uh, it was never really my, uh, thought to start my own PT brand and everything, but then, you know, after I graduated from school, I tried to work for somebody else and, 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 you know, take their traditional path. But I think everybody was just doing so much bullshit. I couldn't take it. Like I Mm. I just had to, I had to carve out my own path so I can give my clients what I felt was best for them. Like like what what, what would you say? What would you say? It was like some of the bullshit that you kind of, you know, you wanted to like filter out. Uh, A lot of PTs like, what what we call is just like uh, rehab purgatory where people go and they do like the same stupid like cookie cutter banded exercise that like you can find on YouTube anywhere. Everybody gets mm-hmm. the same shit. You know, you know, there's like there's 10 people in the room and they all look like they're doing the same things, even though they're all completely different people with different goals, with different uh uh, starting points and, and yet everybody's doing the same stuff. But for me, I'm, I'm like, I'm trying to get like my grandmas who have, who've had cancer to, to deadlift 200 pounds. I'm trying to get my, uh, you know, younger athletes to, to jump, like run super hard sprints and, and, uh, lift heavy weights. And, Mm. you know, that's not what you see normally, which is why I have to go to like, um, like, I don't believe in like a clinical sterile setting. Like I, I work mm-hmm. out of a place called Performix House, which is a brand, you know, their, their tagline is uh, own everything. So even when you mm-hmm. walk up the stairs to, to where I practice, the staircase is own your shit. Like it's mm-hmm. people that are coming ready to, to work hard and, and uh, really challenge the body to grow. Because otherwise, if I'm babying people all the time, then they're not actually going to get better. Like they might feel better when they're with me, but they're not going to reach their goals. So that's that's where 
that's what we had to do. We had to break out of the mold and, and push the standards higher. So, yeah. I mean, with that said, though, like with all the gyms are currently uh, indefinitely on lockdown, um, what would you say? And, and uh, so many people are working from home. And, you know, for me, for instance, like I usually walk like 10,000 steps a day and I haven't mm. been able to do that for the last man, like three weeks. I think yesterday was the first time that I really like just walked extensively. Um, with, with all that's going on right now, what would you say is like the proper way of, uh, working out? You know what I mean? So the main thing for anybody is, is you gotta, you gotta progressively challenge yourself. So yeah, you, you right now, everybody's coming out with their, their own, uh, home workout programs, you know, they yeah, all the Instagram lives. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's some cute stuff on there. People are like figuring out how to take like book bags, fill them with stuff or like carry mm -hmm. a stroller or whatever. Those things are all good. The reason why that stuff is going to fall short is because they're all general things. Like if I write down, do 10 squats, then do 10 pushups, then do 10 lunges, that's good. But what if for you, 10 is like a joke, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So how, how am I going to uh, uh, challenge you if, if, if I don't know your starting point? So mm -hmm. So for the main thing for me is that whatever you do today, make sure in a couple of days or next week or, uh, you, you know, make sure you're challenging yourself. Make sure you're pushing harder than you'd, than you'd push this week. That's the only way to make uh, long-term change. Mm, for sure. Okay. And so, you know how I think like every fitness brand right now is coming up with like their no weight workout, um, like the 20 minute version and stuff like that. And I think a lot of consumers kind of have fatigue over like, which one should I be doing? And I think we kind of end up doing a different one every day. Um, is that kind of recommended? Because that's definitely how I do it. I'm like, oh, I'll do the berries one today. And like, oh, I'll do the YouTube one tomorrow. But it doesn't make it feel consistent, I guess. I'm not working on towards a goal. It's just kind of like, I'll just do 20 minutes of something a day. It, look, in, in the beginning, that might be okay. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah, look, the, from... The, I think the first thing is something is better than nothing. So doing 20 minutes uh, a day is, is good. Uh, it's a good starting place, but make sure that uh, if you're going to do like the, the berries version, make sure you do the berries thing once a week and each week, just make sure you push a little harder than you did last week. The, the key is measuring it. If you don't, if you don't measure stuff, you can't really manage it. So, mm. uh, whatever you did, if you like, let's say you like three classes, you like a berries class, you like a yoga class, and then you like, like, I don't know, like, uh, I don't know, some, some booty program or something, <laughs> whatever it is, it doesn't matter as long as you, uh -huh. you, you can switch it up. You can keep it like, uh, you know, you can keep it fresh, but make sure when you go back to the berries from this week, make sure mm. it's harder than last week. That That's the, the most important thing. Got you. Mm. Word. So basically just continuously, um, you know, push yourself. Uh, regardless of where you are, regardless of, um, you know, whether you're working with a trainer or not at the moment. I think that's kind of one of the key takeaways from your explanation, Ryan. Yeah, that's that's absolutely right. Because that's what the, the trainer is going to make decisions for you anyway. They're going to say, okay, that was good, but you got to push a little harder now. Or that was too much, you got to back off a little or whatever it is. But um, yeah, that, that's one of, I think that's my main take home is, I got to meet you where you are and then I got to, I got to plan out how I'm going to make it harder each week. And then that's how you're going to progress. Mm. 
Go ahead, go ahead, Jojo. Yeah, yeah. So um, I guess we already touched on like maybe one way some people might be going about it too basically. Like, oh, like I'm just going to, you know, have a buffet of things and try something different per week. Um, I I do think doing it more consistently will help. What other mistakes or maybe mistakes is a harsh word, but what are other ways that you see people like common things that they do that you wish were like, ah, like there's a better way. Please stop doing that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's so many, but I think I'm trying to try to keep it practical. Is yeah, I, some people think you got to go hard every single day. Mm. Uh, the the key is to do the best that you can that day, and some of that takes a little planning. So for for me personally, I'll do a, a super high intensity day. Let's say Monday, mm-hmm. and, and then on Tuesday, I'm gonna. Be active, but I'm going to do a lighter thing. So to translate that to kind of layman's terms, like I might do like a hit class on Monday and because mm-hmm. I'm going to be smoked for Tuesday, I'm going to do like a yoga class. So mm. I'm still moving, but the intensity is lower. And that lower intensity work is actually going to be restorative so that when I go back to do another high intensity day, I'm going to be well rested enough to be able to give it my all, but I'm also going to facilitate recovery and I'm actually going to be better off than taking a a full rest day off. Mm. Yeah. And also how do you, um, like I, how do you have realistic expectations, you know, during this time, because we don't have all of our equipment, right? Like we don't have, um, maybe the weights that we would have, maybe not every person has a kettlebell. So, um, do you also advise people that like, you know, don't feel like you're not doing enough or like just know that this is not going to be replicating the gym, but this is like the second best thing that we have. Yeah, that, that's a good point. I, I think uh, making sure to, to manage expectations, like let's say we plan for three months like this, you can mm. you can stay active and, and maintain most of your your what you have right now. If you just stay consistent and you stay moving. Mm. Um if depending on your goals, you can actually get more athletic, even with just body weight programs. I mean, I smoked myself. I was about to, to yak like two hours ago because I, <laughs> I did a workout with my team and, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, we do like these Google Hangouts and then or, or Zoom calls and then we just work out together. Um, we basically test run the programs we're prescribing for people. So, um, you know, we're, we just push it and we try stuff and, for example, you can get if you do sprints, you can you can get pretty fit. Like you can mm. get super fit. I mean, look at what what like your favorite sprinter looks like, right? Like Usain Bolt mm-hmm. or whoever, right? They're all ripped, right? And they yeah. don't they don't do anything but sprint. Mm. So got you, you, know, you got you. Yeah, you, you can not, but like by sprinting, like I, I guess like running outside is okay, right? I, I still see a lot of <laughs> people jogging and all of that. Um. But I guess like sprinting, since you're running so fast, like before the coronavirus catches on to you, you'll be running away from it. <laughs> that's what you got to do, man. Away gotta, from those, yes. So I, I guess that's what I got to do. I just got to, if I want to jog, I just got to sprint the whole time just so mm-hmm. not not even a trace of virus could catch on to me. You know what I mean? But um, yeah. with that said, though, like um, since since a lot of people are uh, taking on, like, whereas like in the past, I guess, if you were working out in the gym, um, you see your progress by, I don't know, like 
man, like my tricep is looking sharper than the day before with something. I don't know. <laughs> um, but since you don't really have those type of tools as much and, you know, like some some of us could probably just be doing like 100 pushups every day and see changes, obviously. But is there any other ways like where uh, is there any other ways to like um, see developments like how do i find my base and also like how do i even find my baseline to start like do we you know do the traditional way of like dieting which is like all right cool like i'm 160 pounds today my goal is to go down to 150 like you know is there any um advices that you could give on that end for sure i mean that that's the whole key like what i was saying before is if you don't measure it you can't manage it so it mm -hmm. just depends on what your goal is i can't tell you what your goal is but i'm, I'm assuming most people are gonna uh weight loss is one thing so watching the scale for sure uh is one thing you can do but from a fitness perspective you can you can set a timer like if i say set a timer right now, let it run for five minutes, do as many pushups as you can in that five minutes. Right. Mm. And then, and then if I, if I'm a smart trainer, if I know what I'm doing, I'll, I'll give you a program. And then at the end of a four week program, I'll say, all right, we're going to run that five minutes back. If I did my job, you should be able to do more pushups in that five minutes. Mm, uh -huh, uh -huh. Right. Uh -huh. that, that makes sense if you don't measure you can't manage that's a gem right there <laughs> nah, for sure that's a gem if you don't measure you can't manage i mean you know like some of these some of these quarantine situations right now like i mean luckily i have a little uh, patio and all of that and in, in front of you know in my house but some of these like tighter apartments you're essentially just stuck in your room and i feel like mm -hmm. you know we're gonna start seeing like bills that's just gonna look like we came <laughs> straight from the yard like up in prison or like on some old boy shit like you know stuck in a room just eating dumplings for 10 years and doing push-ups you know what i mean like i don't i don't know oh what's gonna come out of this but you know like but uh, i mean just just for our listeners though like um you know you obviously do this uh as a living um but even then like has this been affecting your vibe like has this been affecting your training regimen um and and you know and so on and so forth yeah i mean look I, I, my my day to day before i was 10 12 hours of the day i'm either interacting with my clients one on one or i'm interacting with my team mm. so i'm used to a lot of social uh you know, interactions and energy and stuff like that. So for me, it's kind of been like, it's kind of, I don't want to say depressing, but it's kind of sucks. Like I'm just trapped in my house, you know, like I have a roommate. So that's good. I can like, you know, chill with him, talk. I can go walk outside. I can do workouts, but it's, it's, it's kind of tough and feeling like I can't do what I do. And the other thing is I, I, I travel around the world and I teach other physical therapists, personal trainers and, and strength and conditioning coaches, the stuff we do. So I had all these trips planned out, Istanbul, China, mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Australia, Toronto, Canada. I, I got to cancel most of those trips. So, yeah. so it's, it's been kind of rough, honestly, but I mean, the good thing is I was working so much before that I wasn't really working out like that. Like I was doing two, three days a week, but now I have so much time. I've been, I've been training my ass off. I'm, I'm getting more fit right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that's crazy. So, I mean, you've told us that what your services, like it's, it's optimized for telehealth, but do you find that it's kind of hard to convince your clients that's the case who maybe who may think that like no it's not the same and maybe have different expectations on like how much you know maybe they pay for your service like how has your business been impacted throughout this 
Yeah, it's it's tough. I mean, we were doing 30 to 40 appointments a day as a team, mm. and now we're doing maybe like a third of that. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're doing a lot less. So yeah, it's definitely hard to convince people that they're going to get the same value coaching through, uh, you know, a little camera with no equipment. Um, but we, you know, I think most people are figuring out, like, we're going to be here for a while. We're going to do this for a while and they got to start moving. They got to do something. So people are starting to understand like, Hey, at least give me a program. Hey, at least show me what I can do in my own house. Show me how I can, uh, train body weight or outside. Or a lot of people we ask them to buy just like basic starter packages for like, uh, equipment to get fit. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, you can do, you know, decent damage with just like one one weight so quick question um i don't know i don't know if it was uh and you know this could be edited out but can you just repeat that like you guys were doing uh 30 to 40 appointments as a team a day to now down to how many appointments um just digitally probably like 10 as as a group so maybe like two or three each something like that got you got you so it definitely has impacted your business a lot you know what i mean Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, right, right as the whole co- coronavirus thing hit, I was expanding out to LA. So uh, I was oh, hiring uh, two or three people out in LA, and then mm-hmm. now that's all come to a pause. I was going to hire another person here in New York. So we were growing. We're, the brand was 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 taken off. We we're getting a lot of. Um, we we're expanding our products and services, and then now, you know, who knows? I got I got to see. I got to assess what it's going to look like after you know, two, three months of this and see where we're at. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's the likewise for all my businesses right now. It's, it's essentially on a indefinite hold, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But, but I mean, uh, but just kind of going back to what you said that you were s- suggesting to your clients like, yo, like here's the starter kit that you need to purchase. <laughs> Uh, yeah. What's in your starter kit, man? Like, tell us, tell the, tell us, and tell the listeners. I might need to put an Amazon order in right now. You know what I mean? <laughs> we yeah. need an affiliate link so we get. And maybe got an Amazon order, cause yo, like, yo, fuck Amazon, man. Yo, Jeff Bezos, <laughs> man. Yo, you motherfucker, you making all that money, man? You got the workers still working with no protection? Oh my gosh, I know that was crazy. Uh, and and yeah. they ask, he asked them for um, uh, people to donate to pay for their stuff. I'm like, damn, this guy's got most money in the entire world i think he's worth like 120 billion yeah he can give everybody a million dollars and we could st- he would still have money mm-hmm. not nah, for crazy? sure but but oh, yeah so maybe i'm not gonna order from amazon you know what i mean <laughs> you know what i mean but uh but still regardless though tell us what are some uh, um equipments or uh just basic stuff that i should have in the crib yeah so most people we told them to get um a couple kettlebells or a couple dumbbells Mm-hmm. Um, a couple kettlebells and couple dumbbells. All right, yeah, all right. Yeah. So, so for males, we're saying something like something like forty to sixty pounds. Uh, get a pair. Females, something like twenty to 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 forty pounds, something like that. And then uh, a couple of bands, uh, rubber bands that you know you go around your thighs, or or you can strap to something and you can kind of pull on it. And that's that's basically all you need. And I mean, honestly. The silver lining to all this is even though we were doing less work in person, we we, we planned this year to, to come out with online products and services anyway, and mm-hmm. we just fast-tracked that. So we were forced to do it real quick, and and uh, we've created just straight-up bodyweight programs. Like, you wouldn't believe 
Like when someone sprints, they put five to eight times body weight into the ground in 0.08 seconds. That's that's an wow. Olympic sprinter. Like you can't you can't do that in the weight room. There's nothing mm-hmm. you can do. So so we've got body weight programs that will get you fit. Like not just like look better, but jump higher, run faster, stuff that actually matters in in fitness. So um, so I mean I, I know I know this is a trade secret because you know you obviously have your clientele that's like paying premium service, premium fees <laughs> to get all this intel and knowledge. But um, just as like a bite sized sampler, since you're not going to be able to show us this you know, visually just describe to us what are some like body weight training, um, products or programs that, uh, you, you, you wouldn't be, uh, you wouldn't mind like sharing with our listeners. Yeah. I mean, look, I, I put out free stuff all the time, so I'm happy to share because ultimately, you know, there's more than enough people who need this, need this stuff. But, um, uh, like 10 by 10 sprints or triple long jumps, like you jump as far as you can three times in a row. Uh, or we can do what, what we did today was I put basically two cones, 10 feet apart. And I just say, uh, shuffle sideways as fast as you can between the cones for 10 seconds mm. and then take 10 seconds off. Then repeat that, repeat that 10 times and you'll be dead. <laughs> uh, wow. It, it, it sounds like some of the, uh, practices, like movements that I had to do when I was like in the JV team and basketball, you know what I mean? Like it's a lot yeah. of like core training. That I haven't yeah. done since I was like seventeen. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, that stuff is, is still relevant. I mean, I saw like JJ Watt was at Performance House like maybe a couple months ago, and I watched his training program, and it was super basic. It's not, mm-hmm. it's not fancy, but he was running sprints, like 10, 20 meter sprints, ten times, and that's all you got to do. So a sprint is like max effort. So you you need to rest. 30 to 60 seconds every 10 meters you run. So, uh, you know, most people, they, they think like you can sprint for like, like you were saying before, I know you're just joking, but like, Oh, if I'm going for a jog, let's say you're doing a 20 minute jog, sprints should take more, no more than two, three seconds, two, three, four, five, six seconds. And then you repeat them 10 times, but you're taking like over a minute rest for each sprint. Wow. This way, yeah. This way, mm. you're not fatigued. If you're not fatigued, you're maxing out intensity. You're you're you got to run like like uh, the cops are chasing you. Not mm. not not like oh you know you you can't f around. You gotta you gotta really push it. Yeah, I mean to that you know I definitely have an experience where the cops chase me and then they ran me down. <laughs> and this is not a joke. This is not a joke. This is during the stop and frisk era. You know what I mean? I thought I was I thought I could run, but man, these motherfuckers tackle me down and shit with the quickness. But uh, <laughs> yo, get like sprints, man. Nah, I gotta I gotta do my sprints, man. You know what I mean? The apocalypse is coming, so I gotta be ready. Um. So, so, I mean, with all that said though, like, um, have you just been training like in your local park? Like, you know, do you have like access to a place to train? Like, and you know, how are you social distancing and training at the same time? Yeah, man. Uh, well, I got a park, right? I'm like, I'm right, um, in the city. I'm right, I live right next to a park and the, it's pretty empty at the park. So people stay apart like there, but I just saw in the news that they shut a, a couple of parks down because people were getting too close to each other. Yeah. But, um, like I got a couple of kettlebells, uh, a couple of heavy ones. I, I use those two or three days a week. And then I just run around outside, like, you know, like a kid, I run sprints. So, uh, yeah. I got a quick question <laughs> about kettlebells, right? So, um, I was thinking about investing in some, but I was just afraid that, yo, if I'm doing those, um, kettlebell movements, 
what if I like crack my house, man? Like, what if like that slip, like <laughs> slip from my hand, and then hand. it just yeah, and then just like puts a hole, you know, in the mirror or TV. I don't know. Like, I'm just saying, like, does you know, obviously with good control, none of that would happen. But it, have you ever heard cases like that where, um, you know, somebody's you know somebody's house got destroyed destroyed because of a kettlebell? <laughs> nah, I mean, you would think it happens, but I don't really hear stuff like that. I taught you better than that, man. But uh, no, no, no doubt. Unless no doubt. you have some sesame oil on your hand. Nah, <laughs> nah, yeah, for good, sure. While I was cooking and I was, you know, yeah, yeah. nah, you're right, you're right, you're right. Yeah, I'm, I'm following <laughs> your cooking, man. I'm watching. I'm like, damn, you inspired me. I'm starting to cook myself again. Oh, man, that's good to hear, man. Because I've been yeah. cooking so much, I actually need to get back on the kettlebell, man. Because, yo, like, my lower body is, is is getting doughy and shit. You know what I mean? So so I got to get back. I got to get back. You know what I mean? But uh, with that said, though, you know, like, I think JoJo and I, you know, since we, we're all in the crib and, you know, just being a, a, a correct citizens by social distancing ourselves, we haven't really been, you know, doing much uh, mm. outdoor exercises uh, but you know, so Michael, who's our producer, who's actually tuning into the podcast right now, him and I, we actually plan to, uh, try to run the marathon this year, man. You know what I mean? Run the New York mm. city marathon. Um, and I haven't been running like long distance or even like five K's for the last two to three weeks. And just wanted to, uh, ask away some, uh, ask for some tips on like, how should I, uh, make sure that my lower body stays fit and um, I have the stamina to like withstand uh, long distance runs. Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, the first thing is with with marathon training is right now. It, it's a good thing you're asking me now because the marathon in New York is in November, so you got mm -hmm. time. But uh, you basically got to start running. You got to do a couple of short runs each week. Let's say. Let's say right now you can run six miles. I'm just making up a number. You do like a two miler and then wait a couple of days and then run like a two or a three miler. And then once a week, you need to run a long distance run. Let's say if right now your max is six, you would run like a six miler. Next week, you want to do another short run, another short run, and then do a seven miler. And then you basically can build up your mileage over the weeks and months. Uh, basically, you need a lot of time because your body has to slowly build up the tolerance to be able to handle all that mileage. For sure, for sure. I mean, um, but aside, obviously, you know, I'm just gonna make sure that I run, um, in desolate, isolated places. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> make sure that I, I don't, I don't um, breed the oxygen of other runners. But, um, but hey, but even you, you know, if you're wearing a mask, isn't that kind of like oxygen? Isn't that don't people do yeah, that for yeah. training too? Uh, yeah, I was wondering about that. Like, should I run with my, um, um, you know, facial mask? Like, is that gonna help me with my, um, you know, stamina? Uh, I don't know. You talking about the ox oxygen deprivation stuff? Is the altitude stuff? I don't. I don't think it really works. The, those masks, but I mean, at least you, you'll feel safe out there. <laughs> Man, I, I, might, I might feel safe, but I might like collapse because of lack of oxygen and stamina. <laughs> oh, no. But uh, but another question. So since we're on the topic, like, mm. is there any sort of exercises that I could do at home just to kind of keep my lower body intact? In yeah, for sure. So the other thing you got to do with 
with running training is you have to be able to withstand high loads. Not so. So basically, like jogging and, and distance running is what we consider low intensity uh, or low loads, meaning you're not putting a lot of force in the ground. If you don't push a lot of force in the ground, the uh, you know you, everything's equal and opposite. You push into the ground, the ground pushes into you. You got to do some speed work. You got to do sprints. You got to do lower leg strengthening, like lunges. You got to do but uh, squats. You got to do some some plyometric work and and uh, because without weights you got to basically do like a lot of single leg work to 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 build up strength and make sure you run sprints like you know uh, once in a while because when you run a sprint you put more force in the ground so uh, basically if you're putting I'm just making up some numbers if you put 100 pounds of force in the ground every single time you run a sprint your your ceiling goes up really high and if you do that often then when you run marathons you're never close to your ceiling of how much force you're putting in the ground a lot of mm. my clients they they're always hanging out at 80 90 percent of their maximum force so they're always right at the edge of crossing into overloading their system from a absolute strength standpoint so so you got to do some speed work so this is something that i learned from uh, a guy named Derek Hansen. He was the the sprint coach to the Kansas City Chiefs. They won the Super Bowl and they were the fastest team in the whole entire NFL. Oh man! And what they what what he teaches is is if you run sprints and you bring your ceiling up, if you're if you're never close to your maximum force, then the relative work is super easy, right? But if you're always hanging around near your maximum, then you're always kind of on edge, even if you can handle it for a long time. So it's not a smart thing to do. So you got to do some speed work. You got to do some single leg strength work, like lunges, skater squats, um, uh, squat holds, uh, things like that, and then sprint work. And then on top of that, you got to do your mileage. Got you, got you. I mean, speaking of uh, Kansas City, uh, Kansas City Chiefs, um, <laughs> I, I actually saw this documentary about um, veganism and just eating vegetables. Um, I think like a lot of the players on that team also are vegans as well. Um, I mean, we could talk about dietary, um, you know, topics and all of that. I know, I know, it's gonna, it's gonna be a long conversation. But do you, um, do you have any thoughts about that? If you could just kind of like have like uh, just insert a little quick tidbit about your thoughts about uh, nutrition. Uh, nutrition is not my forte per se, but I'll, I'll tell you this is most people overcomplicate it. There's no one diet that's good for people. The yeah. some, certain diets work because people can follow it. So mm -hmm. intermittent fasting isn't inherently better than paleo or vice versa. The best one is the one that you can actually do. Because if it's if you take so much mental energy just to like cut like carbs out of your your diet, it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to eat less total calories. So why do that? I mean, you can lose weight without cutting carbs out or without being paleo or without doing ten meals a day or doing like a 12 hour fast first, you just have to stick to something that you know that you like and you know that you'll actually do. And that way um, you can stick with it. Cause if you stick with the pro, if you don't, if you don't have the best um, program, but you can actually stick with it, then that that's better than the perfect program that you can't follow at all. Oh no, that's yeah. a good point, man. Best one is the thing you can't do. You know what I mean? That's another gem right there. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> so you're gonna full continuously of see Jay Key cooking with some meat here and there, with some butter here and there. Unfortunately, we're fortunately because that's the diet I could stick to. Um, <laughs> I mean, yeah. so with that I mean, said, though. All we're go all ahead, trying ahead. to avoid the quarantine 15, right? You know? Um, yeah. 
And I think I totally resonate with you in terms of, um, cause I think one of my goals has just been like maintaining my weight. So I don't gain the quarantine 15, um, because I am pretty active in that. Like I walk a lot, like walk to like work, um, to like another function and all that jazz. I would usually try to walk as much as I can, but, um, it's not so much fun walking like around like the part of Brooklyn I'm in because it's just kind <laughs> of like not a lot of storefront. It's just kind of the same thing. Um, so I've been trying to stay fit in the way, but just one note about the nutrition part. I think I actually started doing intermittent fasting um, around the time of the quarantine because I totally feel you and like trying to figure out like the best possible diet. You know, like I was like, okay, maybe I need to go vegan. But then like my low-key girl crush Jillian Michaels was like, no, you should eat meat. <laughs> and I was just like, oh my God, so do I need to do that? And it was just so crazy. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to fast. Um, and for a while I was, because most common is like the circadian, which is like, you know, maybe 12, 13 hours. And the most common is like 16, eight, where you fast for 16 and then you have a window of eight. And I just realized like for some reason, I could not get to 16 and I just was like thinking about it all the time. So I kind of lowered it to 15 and it, I've been so consistent since then. So giving myself a little bit of wiggle room just to think about like the long term of just like, if this is something that I can do right now, like I should just, there's nothing wrong with me adjusting it by an hour. I think that's like been the big theme of just like being kind to yourself through this whole process like it's okay if you want to have that pasta it's hard right now and if that's the only thing you're looking forward to like go for it you know yeah that's smart because you're, mm -hmm. you're adjusting to yourself there's nothing magic about 16 yeah uh, uh, the, the other thing i'll say about the uh, tips for that is mm -hmm. Um, some people overcomplicate things. They try to count calories or, or they weigh their food or all that stuff. That's way mm -hmm. too complicated. All you got to do is this. Look at what you've been doing over the last three months and uh, just ask yourself, have I gained weight, lost weight, or, or stayed the same? Right. Mm -hmm. So, so let's say you stayed the same, and your goal is to stay the same because you, you're just trying not to put on an extra weight during this this time when you're trapped. Uh, just make it relative to what you're doing right now. Meaning, mm -hmm. if if you're moving a little less because you're not you can't go out and about, uh, then you might have to eat a little less than before. Don't overcomplicate mm -hmm. it. Just do relative to what you're doing now, or vice versa. If if before what you were doing you were you were gaining weight. Now you have to do a big change to to uh, relative to what you're doing before in order to lose weight. But if you're just trying to stay the same, then maybe you just have a little bit decrease in total amount of food you're eating. Yeah. So so, for so sure. instead of thinking about things in absolutes, just think about relative change. Mm -hmm. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah, and because it's like more personal to you, I think. And one more question, because so yeah. I think I feel pretty good about my eating right now. And you, I gave you a little bit of insight of what I'm doing. So yeah. I'm definitely in that stage of I'm going to do 20 minutes of um, this YouTuber. I'm going to try berries today. So I'm kind of so I'm going to take your note of like maybe, um, you know, dedicating a certain day to a certain um uh, like workout and see how I improve. But if you could give me like one more challenge to do on top of that, could you 
could you indulge me and give me like one more challenge to just push it a little bit more? Yeah, for sure. So a lot of times people, when they decide they're going to start working out, they, they try to pick up a full program in its maturity. So how many days are you training right now? Like four. So, so that's <laughs> she good. She said squeamishly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So what I usually do is mm-hmm. if I'm someone who's completely new or someone who trains two, three days a week, mm-hmm. the first thing I try to get people to do is just consistently uh, try to get to consistently three days. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't worry about a perfect program. Okay. Your, your number one goal in the first two weeks is to make sure you get to three workouts. Mm-hmm. And and then if you do two consecutive weeks of three workouts uh, a week, then challenge yourself to add a fourth workout every Mm -hmm. other week. And that, mm-hmm. then you're doing threes and fours, threes and fours. Because because honestly, especially if you're talking about quarantine 15, ju- just you, you got to win the week, right? So mm. you, so it doesn't matter if you have a perfect workout on the first three days. and then, But if you're so beat up or so tired or whatever that you can't do anything the rest of the week, you, you won the day, but you just lost the week. And then you're going to lose the month. Mm. So, so mm. For, the most important thing is total amount of work you do. And that's why before I was saying like, Try not to pick all high intensity things because it's it's good to do some hit training, but then you should also gotta stay active with some mm-hmm. lower intensity stuff and just pat yourself on the back for having done something that day. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know what okay, I mean? That's good to know. So, yeah, I definitely went way too hard with back to back hits. <laughs> yeah, that's tough. Like, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I'm a professional, and even professional athletes, how they train is they do high intensity and then low intensity, mm-hmm. and then high intensity and then low intensity. There's an ebb and flow, there's a natural recovery process. And if you just say, oh, I'm just going to go hard right now, but you never built up the habits or the ability to withstand all those hard workouts, why should you be able to tolerate that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Ah. So, so allow mm-hmm. yourself the, the, the time to build up the habit and the frequency of workouts instead of worrying about, don't worry if the workout, you finished the workout, if it was long enough, if it was hard enough, just get used to doing something at least three days a week. And then mm-hmm. you can challenge yourself to four and then you can worry about making it harder. Mm, Sounds good. Sounds good. All right. So with that said, I got to complete my regimen of 50 push-ups, <laughs> 50 squats and 50 uh, sit-ups today. I got to make sure because I've been sometimes I've been just kind of crunching them all together. Like if I miss a day, I'll be like, fuck, I got to do 100 pushups today. You know what I mean? <laughs> but uh, It is what it is. It is what it is. Um, but with that said, though, I mean, um, you know, we've been asking all of our clients like uh, I'm not clients. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> you, know, you kept mentioning clients. I kind of had to pick that up. But uh, <laughs> um, I think um, if you could kind of give us a few tips, man, um, you know, three tips uh you know that people could do on a day-to-day basis uh to take care of themselves physically right now yeah for sure so a lot of people are working from home so understand that there's natural uh breaks that you got to build into your body so mm. so if you're in a flow state and and you feel like you're really getting a lot of work done then it's all right to do like two three hours of straight work but uh plan in some breaks where you're moving around because in the office people would have been like you know going to the to the water cooler for some gossip or whatever or using the bathroom and getting or getting a drink or whatever it is uh to break stuff up if if you're at home and it's kind of you don't really have that broken into or you don't have meetings uh, where you have to move around and, and relocate make sure you break in some move, little like movement snacks where you're just like 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 what 
JK, you were describing, like maybe you do a Turkish get up or uh, every hour do 10 push ups, uh, 10 squats, and then a Turkish get up. And then that way you're breaking up and you're just, you're just building in work into the day. Just set an alarm and, and just kind of keep yourself active because the, the mind follows the body. If you wake up your nervous system and you stimulate your, your nervous system to, to be active, then your mind will be more active. There's a lot of studies on that. Got you. Mm, that's a no, very I good relate point. to that. Yeah, I relate to that because I know I started like putting my workouts into my calendar because before I was just like, I'll just I have the whole day to do it, and I would like spend the whole day. I'm like, wait, I didn't do it. <laughs> so I would actually like just as I would you know do it on class pass or on my classes, be like, all right, 5 p.m. You know this workout that's really helped me like put myself accountable but doing these little alarms are really helpful too yeah, yeah for sure and I'll t- yeah go ahead go ahead go ahead go ahead no i was gonna say that's my second tip is what jojo said is she's she's really smart she she basically figured out that if you don't plan it it's not gonna happen so you gotta put a specific hour into your calendar where you're actually gonna do the workout because that's what so whenever everyone's stuck at home they're kind of just like the whole day just kind of like kind of meshes into a blob and then you just kind of do whatever but if you stick to a routine if you stick to a schedule everything gets done so you got to plan your workouts you got to um plan the day and then plan how each day fits into the week and then that way you'll have you're going to hold yourself accountable that way no i agree with you man definitely i mean otherwise like the whole day is just going to feel like one big you know one big play-doh you know what i mean it just looks like a <laughs> like a weird mixture like i mean i woke up today at like 8 30 and it's already like 6 44 right now as we're recording <laughs> it you know yeah. the whole day just done passed by you know what i mean um so i think it's definitely important to plan the day uh f- put, definitely insert some of the workout schedule within your schedule um but i mean so is there is there one last tip that you could provide for us um yeah so so jakey what'd you say you're doing you're doing like what 50 yeah i've been been, yeah so for the last two weeks i've been trying to do uh 50 push-ups 50 squats and 50 uh uh, sit-ups every day um and if i miss a day like i'm trying to like make it up the next day so i just go hardcore with like 100 you know what i mean (laughs) so there's there's some merit to that like so what you did was you good you put it you put a number to it and then you made it specific you're saying you're trying to do 50 each day this is this is what you can do a couple one tip is to know that if you don't do all 50 at the same time, it's okay. If you could spread it out throughout the day, if you do, uh, you know, 10 squats, 10, 10 pushups, 10 sit-ups, and then you can wait and then you can do 10, 10, 10, or you, you can do 20, 20, 20, however you want to do. Just know that if you're, if you're hitting a certain number each day, and then you're hitting a certain number each week, that's going to help you. Like if, if, if you were my client, you were saying, I'm trying to lose, uh, 10 pounds by the end of four months, uh, sorry, one month. I would say uh, set a goal. So this week, I want you to hit 300 on the week. Next week, make sure you hit 400. Next week, make sure you hit 500. And I don't really care how you break it up, but just hit that number. Mm, Results only. 
Yeah, because if if you if you set a volume goal, which is a total number of reps, and you don't just think about it within the, the day, but you think about it within the week, like what you said is you can make up some of those numbers. And as long as you're doing more reps this week than you are last week, then you should expect your your body to change over time. The other thing is is to know that. Uh, once in a while, once a week, you should do something that's a little more high intensity. You can try to set a timer and try to finish that workout as fast as possible. Mm. And then make mm. sure each week you're doing it. Even if it's one second faster, by definition, you are more fit. Word, word. No, that's that's a great tidbit, man. That's a good point. Um, So let's just review some of the knowledge gems that uh, Ryan has shared with <laughs> us. You know what I mean? Just for the listeners and for our editing team that's going to be chopping this shit down for, uh, you know, for the audio, for the for the aud- for everybody tuning in. So number one is take active breaks. You know what I mean? Movement snacks, walk around the house or go on a walk without your friends. You know, please don't share blunts in the park. I see y'all. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, number two, schedule in the workouts to your calendar. You know what I mean? Because if you just if you don't have a specific schedule, you're just gonna forget about it. And by the time it hits seven o'clock, you know you're just gonna be watching TV and falling asleep watching Ozark on Netflix. I already know <laughs> what you be doing. And last but not least, um, you know, please uh, spread out the reps that you have, um, you know, decided to do throughout the throughout the week or throughout the day. You know what I mean? Hit a specific number each day, each week. You know what I mean? Volume goal within the week. Make up the numbers, you know, and um, make sure that you do a little bit of high intensity in between, you know, just so you could push yourself. All right. With that said, though, with that said, though, um, you know, uh, Ryan, um, is there anything else that you would like to add, you know, for our listeners to be aware? Um, I think I think most people kind of already know this, but the, your physical well-being is tied to your spiritual, mental, emotional state. So just make sure this time you, you, you try to get active. Just make sure you're doing a little something all the time and uh you know, if even if you're not doing these perfect workouts, remember something is better than nothing. Just make sure you're doing something a, a little bit each time. Mm. Awesome. Nah, that's what's up, man. That's what's up. And then once this whole um, you know, social distancing mandate is lifted, um, where can people find um you, your work, your team, and um, how can people uh, you know, get a training with Ryan, man? Uh, so at Reload. Uh, dot pt is our instagram uh, reloadpt.com is our website uh, you can follow me personally on instagram at, at dr dot ryan chow and uh, i'm also a teacher at first principles of movement.com so that's if you're a professional you're trying to learn some of the stuff we do and uh, if you want to work out i'm over on 14th and 5th so around Union Square, Performance House, you guys, uh, if you have any pain or you have any plateaus or any problems like that, I can help you. Or if you just want to come by and kick it, you guys, uh, I think you guys are close by me. You guys should come up by sometime. Yeah, no, sometimes I would run into Ryan on the street. I'm like, Ryan? <laughs> <laughs> um, but guys, I mean, for listeners who don't know, Performance House is like, 
in a very renowned place. Like it's not, you know, there's Naomi Campbell training there. There's athletes who train there, um, influencers who like really want to increase their performance. So super, super legit gym. And it looks really beautiful too. So I love, I actually follow them on Instagram and I see Ryan sometimes like <laughs> come out of the back and training someone. It's always like fun to see. So you, can, you guys should check that out as well. For sure, for sure, and mm-hmm. and we're we're gonna be out in um, L.A. later this year. Performance House has opened their second location over there, so Reload PT will be there as well. So you can catch us uh, out in L.A. in West Hollywood. You can catch us in New York, and again, we're we're offering online programs, online uh, uh, coaching, and all that stuff. So even if if, if it's for pain, uh, not just fitness. So just keep that in mind. No, definitely, man. Um, appreciate you always uh, sharing your knowledge and insight uh, for our listeners, man, for the uh, physical well-being and obviously the mental well-being as well for, of everybody. So uh, with that said, man, it's another episode of 699 per pound podcast. We are going to wrap up this episode. Remember, you can stream this podcast on all major streaming platforms. If you want to show some love, make sure to hit the subscribe button right now. Do it now. Told you do it now. And tell mm-hmm. a friend to tell a friend. Each one teach one. Most importantly, though, rate and share this podcast with everybody in your network. You know what I'm saying? Um, and follow us at 699 per pound on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter for the latest updates. Thank you, Anchor. You know, um, because why? Because uh, you could go on there and then now you can support us monetarily by setting up small monthly donations. That's anchor.fm slash 699 per pound slash support. You could also buy Jojo and I $3 coffee uh, at coffee.com slash 699 per pound. Google everything. Don't ask us, yo, how do I spell that shit correctly? You know what I'm saying? Be a civilized human being. You know what I mean? Um, with that said, it's another episode of 699 per pound podcast, man. Appreciate y'all. Peace. Hey, yo, it's 699 per pound podcast.